We want to continue our study today on life after death, what happens when we die. The Bible says we either spend eternity in heaven or eternity in hell. The Bible says that when Jesus was dying on the cross and the dying thief asked for forgiveness and salvation, Jesus said, today you will go with me to paradise. So that day, this thief trusted Christ, and that day he died and went to be with the Lord. That's why Paul said absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. We go immediately to be with the Lord when we trust Christ as our Lord and Savior. So if you're a believer in Christ and you've surrendered your life to him and you really won't have made him the Lord of your life, if you die today, if you're killed in a car wreck today, you'll be in heaven. The Bible says you'll immediately go to be with the Lord. And the Bible makes it clear that if we don't trust, put our faith in Christ, we will be separated from God in a place the Bible calls hell. And Jesus does not want anybody to go there. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He paid for our sins. And if you go to eternity without God, it will be because you climb over everything God puts in your way to keep you from going there. You see, hell was prepared not for you or me, but for the devil and his angels. And that's what the Bible says in Matthew 25, 41. But we can choose it too. Judas, who walked with Jesus for three years but never really surrendered his life to him and betrayed him and then finally killed himself, the Bible says he chose his own place. He chose to spend eternity away from God. You see, a lot of people say, well, I just don't, I think it's terrible for God to send people to hell. God doesn't send anybody to hell. We make the choice ourselves. We either accept or, or reject Christ. It's like if I, if I walked off a curb today and fell and broke my leg, and, and I just said, well, it's terrible that God's punishes me by breaking my leg. No, I was the one who wasn't looking when I stepped off the curb and fell. It was my fault. I made that choice. You see, God's not mean and God's not heartless. He just says, watch where you're going so that your life can be what it needs to be. Well, who will be in hell? The Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, but for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake of fire that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The Bible says in Revelation 21, 15, if anyone's name is not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So the Bible indicates that anyone who, does, who has not trusted Christ, you see, it's not really our sins that cause us to go to hell. A lot of people think it's because of our sins, but it's really not our sins. Uh, the Bible indicates that it's our rejection of the one who bore our sins on the cross. It's our refusal to trust Christ who has provided a way for us to, to be in heaven with him. Heaven's a prepared place for prepared people. Jesus said in John 14, 2, in my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. So heaven is a prepared place for somebody who's prepared. Michael Faraday was asked one time that uh, about, about what, what's going to happen to him and, and what about life after death. He was very old. He was a scientist. He was well-known. 
And he said, I know in whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep all that I've committed unto him against that day. You see, he knew where he stood. He knew his faith was in Christ. A.D. Sanborn was a pastor of a church in Iowa, and he was called to the bed of a young woman who was seriously ill. And when he got there, uh, she said, now just as soon as they opened the gate, she was talking as if she was looking off in the distance. She was not looking at him. And she said, just as soon as they open the gate, I will go in, she whispered. Then she sank upon her pillow in disappointment. They have let Mamie go in ahead of me, but soon I will go in, she said. Moments later, she again spoke. They let Grandpa go in ahead of me, but the next time I will go in for sure. No one spoke to her, and she said nothing more to anyone and seemed to seem nothing except the sights of the beautiful city of heaven. Uh, Reverend Sanborn then left the house because he had other duties, and later in the day, he learned that the young woman had died that morning. He was so impressed with what she had said that he asked the family about the identity of Mamie and Grandpa. Mamie was a little girl who lived near them at one time, but later moved to New York State. As for Grandpa, he was a friend of the family and had moved somewhere to the Southwest. Reverend Sanborn then wrote to the addresses given him to inquire about these two individuals. Much to his astonishment, he discovered that both Mamie and Grandpa had died the same morning, September the 16th, and the very hour that the young woman herself had gone into the presence of God. Because she saw them going in, Mamie died, went to heaven. Grandpa died, went to heaven. Then the young lady died and went to heaven. Death is not the end, it's the beginning. And it's what God wants for each of us to recognize is that he has prepared a place for us, a place of amazing beauty and wonder and glory. And and the Bible calls it the land of the no mores. In the book of Revelation, uh, chapters 20 and 21, God talks about it being such a special place. He talks about the fact that there's no more sin and no more sadness and no more death and no more grief and no more heartache and no more sorrow because we're in the presence of God. And the wonder of it is, I think about my mother and my dad, both of whom I believe with all my heart are in heaven, and I I think especially about things I might like to tell them or through my life because they've been dead for many, many years. I've thought about things, you know, I'd love to tell my mom that, I'd love to tell my dad that, but they're in heaven and I can't tell them, but then I think, no, I'd rather not tell them because they're in such a better place. They're with the Lord. That doesn't mean I don't miss them. That doesn't mean that I haven't grieved for them. That doesn't mean that <clears throat> that there's not something difficult about losing a loved one. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means I know they're in a better place. That's what encourages me. I know they're with God. I know that they're experiencing the wonder and glory of his presence. And therefore, I can be comforted. Therefore, I can find strength to move on with my life. And I challenge you today, if, you're going, if you've gone through a grief time recently or if you're hurting because of someone you love, if they were a believer in Christ, rejoice that they're with him. Rejoice that they're in the presence of God. They're experiencing his fullness and his power and his blessing. And it's just like the little chorus says, heaven is a wonderful place full of glory and grace. And that's true. It's a wonderful place. It's a place prepared for those who put their faith and their trust in Christ. 
You see, that hell is prepared for the devil and his angels. Heaven is prepared for those who trust Christ. So if you trust Christ, you're ready to live or you're ready to die. That's what Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. God bless you. Have a great day. Hope you really trust God today.